This is Unclaimed Bands, show 58. Hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Uh, tonight we have Cold Roses with us. Uh, welcome guys, thank you for uh, taking time out of your schedule to uh, sit down and do a little interview with us. Yeah, no problem, Howdy, thanks, for, thanks for coming down. Uh, no, exactly, I love Hello, this location. Sean. Hello, <laughs> Could you just go and please introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band? Hi, my name is Robbie, um, and I play drums. Mm-hmm. My name is Rob Clancy. I am uh, the singer and guitar player and harmonica player. Uh, Brandon Porter, I play bass. All right, all right. So now we know who everybody is and what they're responsible for. Let's move on. <laughs> so, guys, first thing, MMR Artist of the Month. For June, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, how's Thank that? You. How's that working out for you so far? You liking it? You digging it? How did how did it all come about? Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's cool to hear yourself on the radio. It's cool to be recognized like that, and um, we're just looking forward to our show at the legendary Dobbs on June 29th at eleven o'clock. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Shameless self promotion number one. Shameless, shameless. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been really cool <clears throat> for me. It was uh. We knew it was, we knew it was coming, and then I was in the car, and the first time you hear yourself like, you know, the 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 DJ at MMR is Jackson. He's talking about the band, and he's you know you hear you hear your band's name, and you hear uh, just the opening lick of her song. You're like, you've heard, I've heard a million times, but it's like the first time you're hearing it. And I try, put my windows down, and I'm like banging on the top of my car. <laughs> I was like a 12 year old kid getting like an Xbox. It was. I remember was how drunk cool. I was when I recorded that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we recorded that in a basement after a bottle yeah. of whiskey. Yeah, that was <laughs> good times. Yeah. Well, uh, can, how did you guys all get together, and how long have you been playing together? Um, I uh, I had been in a couple bands um, and just kind of jumping around with some different stuff, and um, had a really bad experience with the one long-term band that I was in and I was just like I don't want to ever have anything like that again just <laughs> felt so creatively stifled and that kind of thing and um and really just wanted to play the music that I love doing which was rock and roll blues and country and, and all that stuff so um I put a little thing together and put an ad out on Craigslist and uh Craigslist. and then yeah the, the bringing old Craigslist the world one. together and yeah. uh and Brandon responded to that and I checked it out you know he, he was like I'm in this rockabilly band I'm like oh, that's sweet and he's like, but I don't really like where it's going, and I'm looking for something new. It sounds cool, at, you know, what you're talking about. So so I'm like, well, I'll either get a bass player or end up as a lampshade as in some weird apartment <laughs> or something like that. Um, so, But it was awesome. He showed up, and then he's been in it ever since. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. You know, a couple of years. And uh, and we, we had a bunch of lineup changes mm -hmm. just kind of throughout the years and it was just like well you either gotta you either stop or you keep going it was we gotta keep pressing on no matter what and uh very fortunate enough um to eventually we had uh we got rid of two guitar players decided we're just gonna do a keyboard player which has been awesome and then our drummer quit at the time right after and then, making uh, our album <laughs> and we were just like damn wow. now what the hell <laughs> you know and, like we played out as an acoustic trio um for a little bit and just kind of did uh like more of a bluegrass kind of thing and then our uh, keyboard player just said, "Hey, I know this guy. You know, he's a really good drummer." And now we got this this little ray of sunshine here on the drums, uh -huh. <laughs> and it's uh, it's been it's been awesome. It's really been the most enjoyable lineup, um, you know, that we've had so far. You got Alex or Craigslist too. Our and keyboard Alex player, we did get Alex through Craigslist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of that. I mean, it used to yeah. be only like furniture hookers yeah. and and you know. 
It's no, we 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 built a band on Craigslist. Yeah, you can get band members. That's great. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple we've talked to. Got a lot of people that way. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's actually still very viable out there. Uh, yeah. for, your, for you know, for your EP, the, the uh, Georgia Fugue, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, you guys did a Kickstarter campaign uh, to help fund that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How did that work out for you? And you know, did, did it? You know, obviously, you got the album. So, but yeah. how, what, what was yeah. the uh, genesis of that idea? The, the Kickstarter, we were we were at rehearsal one night, and I think our drummer at the time and Rob had mentioned I had <coughs> never heard of it before. Um, and then our drummer and I just hung out one night, and we just put it together. Um, you just kind of launch it on the site, and um, we came up with some uh, some uh, some gifts for people when they when they donated, and uh-huh. we just spread the word, and it um, it was great. I think we raised like twelve like twelve hundred dollars, yeah, um, which was amazing from from people from all over the place, friends, family, people I had never met before, um, and I think it paid ended up paying for what the entire recording and like almost the entire trip. Down like, to Georgia, which yeah. was amazing. I think it covered like the van and a tank of gas. Yeah, yeah, the van. <laughs> Tug- <laughs> yeah. We loaded. Uh, it was so we loaded all of our stuff. I rented this van from Hertz out out of the airport. And when I think of rock and roll, like touring, you think of like this gritty old van or like you know a VW bus. We got a white like like mom's minivan yeah it was like a soccer mom's minivan we load all our junk but it was a dodge it was a dodge it was a dodge minivan and we're driving down to georgia in this thing like all these four rock and rollers in in a white minivan it was awful no but kickstarter kickstarter was great was there a bumper sticker says my child's an honor student on the back oh we should (laughs) have that would have been fun to see that going on road well do you think that for your uh, like for another EP is that something you guys might want to do again another Kickstarter? Yeah, I mean we um, <clears throat> we're still that's definitely in the works because I think with this with this new lineup it's just changed so much for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean no, I mean really, yeah, I mean the, the, the songs have just been we've been just writing a whole bunch of new material and it's and it's just the you know everything's just evolving in uh, such a cool way. So we're definitely like. We need to get in the studio again. So we're weighing out a couple options right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so kind of when we have a better idea of what we're going to do, you know, it'll be easier to kind of see where our finances are going to be. But it's definitely, you know, an option. Something, something you, yeah, you're not, you're, you're open to doing it again. That's <clears throat> cool. Absolutely. That's, that's great because I, I think that that's, uh, you know, I, I love it. I love it when you see somebody who has <clears throat> something, you know, really, really to, 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 promote to want to develop with it like that you know you guys aren't like you know some movie star going hey uh, kickstart program and help me make my movie because mm. i don't want to take it out of my no. book you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just kind of cool when people give to to do that to see art develop yeah. that way uh, it's kind of nice to like see i don't know people who because then it's like as an artist then you already have your thing already fu- like obviously already funded so it's like cool i already had demand so it's yeah. like I, yeah. I don't have to spend the money to go make it made and have no one buy it Yep. Mm, you know, yep. It really is awesome. Like too, like because I remember it was like, wow, like all these people like kind of believe in what we're doing. We better not oh, fuck yeah. it up too bad. <laughs> you know? it, it, it puts it puts a little like like cool. extra weight on your shoulders. You know, we were like messing around down down in the studio, having a good time, but then you realize like, wait, like we got to actually make an album because we we promised you know a couple hundred people that they'd get something. So we got we got to put some work into this. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, that was nice, but now it's time to get to work. Cool. Uh, well, I, want to, I want to come back to your music uh, a little bit here. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, the song "Lose That Man"? Uh, how did that come about? What's this about? Anybody in particular? Um, it kind of came about the um, 
the guitarist that we had who who was on the album um he kind of was in this uh predicament with a girl and um it was a girl he had dated i guess they broke up and then she just started dating this just complete utter douchebag and um so he kind of um i forget how it was we were just sitting down and and somehow you know riffs transpired and whatever so we kind of had the the musical idea behind it and i just kind of asked him i was like you know what made you want to write this song and um you know so he gave me the story and i'm like yeah man i've been there before you know so i kind of like tried to channel like what you know his initial you know story was and kind of you know blended a little bit to Mm -hmm. some of my own experiences and so that's kind of where lyrically where it came from but but we were looking to do like some real kind of um, just kind of country, you know, just some real kind of heavy kind of honky tonk, like train yeah. beat kind of thing. And I think it uh, it was kind of like inspired by uh, the song Raunchy, that instrumental song Raunchy, okay. a little bit, just that kind of feel. So it's, it's uh, great, it's yeah. a great song. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of how that was. It was kind of like a hey man, feel your pain. If you can commiserate <laughs> with this kind of story, then this song's for you. Cool. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we uh, want to take a pause and listen to. Um, Lose that man. All right. Thank you. All right.
was Lose That Man by Cold Roses. Um, where's the best place for people to get you get a hold of your music? Where can they buy it at? Where can they get it at? Uh, you can go. There's a couple different places. You can uh, go to our website, which is coldroses.net. Um, there's little individual uh, links on, on the songs there that you can also stream. And um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash coldroses. Uh, you'll see the little music tab there, which will link to our Bandcamp page, which is directly coldrosesband.bandcamp.com. And it's a um, it's a pay what you want. So if you That's want it cool. for free, you know we just want people to dig it and uh, you know come out to a show. <laughs> yeah, you guys sell your stuff at the shows. Don't oh you? yeah, yeah, we yeah. Got, we, we, we have got physical, physical CDs. Copies. Yep. We have, yeah, we got all that stuff. I, I personally get, think that's the best way to come get it. Oh yeah, uh, you, you can know, get all the artwork play. and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to the album because uh, I'm kind of curious about this. I've, I've seen a couple bands do this now, and I really I don't know why I never asked them before, but uh, for your EP. Yeah, you know, after you get the money and all that, what was the choice or decision behind going to going to Georgia? Was there a specific reason to? And, yeah, you know? I mean, I think definitely like part of it was number one, it was like the road trip because I kind of found that we were we were really frustrated with our recordings that we had had before that. So it was just like you know we could get out for ten days and really just focus on one thing and one thing only because you know if you record around your house or something you're like oh well i gotta go to work tomorrow or, oh like shit i gotta go home and do this mm-hmm. we were there to do one thing and we had basically free reign of this of this house there were these two guys that worked in a lot of like reputable studios and they were just like i'm kind of tired of recording rap all the time <laughs> so they so <laughs> they God. just so they started yeah so they started their own thing and it was really cool because we told them what we wanted we were just like we want to record you know just very just like live we just you know very minimal just mic the amps kind of that kind of thing and go um but it was just cool like we got real experimental like you know putting the bass amp in a certain area of the room like Mm -hmm. i had my guitar amp upstairs in the foyer of the house and aimed it up like towards the ceiling we had microphones like in all the rooms upstairs and the rooms like kind of you know jason on the floor so we just kind of messed around with that kind of stuff like walking around the house with a guitar at like three in the morning trying to find a sound in a hallway or something so yeah. and Rob, that uh, obviously helps you focus <clears throat> on what you're doing yeah exactly. so it was just a lot of like the freedom and just like you know to get out i think and 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 uh you know really hone in on it and we were in georgia <laughs> yeah and and being in georgia it was it was i think that was the one thing just kind of getting away and um all, all the other times we recorded, it was like a six-month process of, okay, let's go to this guy's house for two hours, and mm-hmm. then let's do it again in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you kind of forget where you are. You lose place. But um, we did. We banged out. Well, it ended up being 10 songs we recorded down there in yeah. five days. Yeah. Um, it was just a marathon. we wake up at 10 a.m., and we you know record till 2, and then you know drink, and then fall asleep, and then wake up and do the same thing the next day. And that was... Uh, it was a hell of a vacation. We came out with an album. <laughs> uh, now, the band has been on a pretty steady stream of like noticeable gigs. I mean, you had World Live, World Live Cafe, The Trocadero, uh, Legendary Dobbs, you've MMR Artist of the Month, your showcase coming up, and you've also been accepted to uh, play at the Liberty Music Festival. Well, what's that ride kind of been like for you guys? I mean, has it really sank in, you know, the, the kind of traction you're getting, or is it still kind of a blur? Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's still like kind of like the thing with, with the MMR thing, you know, it's, it's cool to get recognized, but it's like, we like being busy, you know, Mm -hmm. we like, you know, you know, it's like, we want to get, once we reach one place, okay, what's the next level? What's, what's the next thing that we can do? You know, we just really want to, um, you know, uh, 
show show everybody that rock and roll is still alive and kind of you know do our thing <laughs> and it, it, it definitely has been like kind of surreal in a way just especially like when this band got together like especially like when Robbie came in the band there was just this noticeable kind of I don't know something just ended started to click mm-hmm. um you know I mean there was just you know the way that we all interact on stage and off stage is definitely something that's just been the catalyst for this change that's happened and we've really noticed it like in the past like six months you know seeing more people out at shows getting you know more frequent shows better shows that kind of thing so it i think it's been awesome i think do i speak for everybody well, <laughs> and i think it's it's great too to know you know like also see you know, people like digging what you're doing too i mean as far as either be like promoters or just people out in the crowd and things like that because it's, it's like great to be into what you're doing but then mm-hmm. it's even like better when like you're doing something that you love doing and then yeah. You see everybody out there like, oh, you guys like this too? Because like, we're having fun, <laughs> but like, you love this, that's great. <clears throat> Don't tell them that. It's hard work. <laughs> well, it definitely it's is. It's definitely hard work. Yeah. We sweat our asses off. Well, but it no. definitely right. is too because it's like, and nobody like really seems to like on the national scale like really kind of give a shit about Philly yet. <laughs> and you yep. have to kind of fight a little bit harder, yep. you know, and, and to really, and Philly's just, you know, so incredibly diverse, which is awesome. And there's definitely like an acceptance for, you know, like kind of things that maybe people haven't heard before is like something a little bit different like we never thought that we would some of the people that have like come to see us would like dig what we're into or what uh-huh. we're doing you know because um, I feel like a, like a lot around here there's a real big affinity for kind of like modern rock like mm-hmm. that kind of like everybody quote like, unquote <laughs> yeah like Soundgarden and Stain Smashing Pumpkins and that kind of like Creed. 90s yeah, kind of, yeah. you know like uh, that kind of thing you know so it was like um it's you know it's just cool to be like a you know the kind of band that we are and just have that you know people dig that. Well, this question is for each one of you, okay? Um, who are your uh, musical influences? Oh, for, oh great! Um, we'll go down the line. <laughs> I get to go first. Um, that's really well, you've hard. Been hogging the mic, we figured we'd let you talk <laughs> more. So. Um, I don't know. I guess like because my musical background is like I don't know. I I play pretty much everything um, uh, as a drummer, and so it goes from everything from. You have like the big rock guys who Led Zeppelin, um, but then like I love myself some Steely Dan. Uh, I love myself even some like more like contemporary kind of neo soul funk stuff from like mm-hmm. D'Angelo to like Robert Glasper, <laughs> The Roots, that whole crew. Um, I listen to anything on the planet. I can pretty much find something I like out of it, from be like hardcore metal to like country. So, okay. Yeah. Damn this question, um, <laughs> man. Uh, I mean, it's it's we're getting a laundry list, folks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely all over the place. I mean, like, I I think that's one thing that was like, like for me in the band, like I started as a drummer. I started playing drums when I was twelve, and I, I mean, I still do, and was really active with that. Like, I I was I went through a big jazz thing. I grew up listening to kind of country, and my family um, lived in South America for, you know, they came from South America and stuff like that. So I have a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Latin influence in the house and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but my favorite band of all time is the Beatles (laughs) and, uh, yeah, definitely. And, and Zeppelin. And I mean, there's just so many, just a lot of the blues stuff, Robert Johnson, Sonny Boy Williamson, Howlin' Wolf is a big one for me. John Lee Hooker, um, Hank Williams, we were talking about Johnny Cash, Elvis. I mean, there's just there's so many. I love like Greek music and Indian music, and uh, I love Pavarotti too. I love the the Italian opera stuff. Um, so it, it's all over the place, and I think that's what's awesome about the band. 
Mm-hmm. We all kind of come from different facets, but we all like love everything. We'll all find something to dig. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was a punk kid when I was young, when I was a teenager. I think so everybody is I. at some yeah, point. Yeah. We all were. we're all punk kids at one we point. We all were punk kids. I, I was. I was I was a what's Ramones that and Sex Pistols were my I was playing those thing. like basement shows like on yeah. the Jersey Shore with, like a mohawk mm-hmm. and just like <laughs> what color what color was the mohawk I was blonde <clears throat> blonde okay yeah. nice oh yeah. my god no Did, Robbie but, can you bring that back for yeah, one of our like, shows don't ever pass out on the couch ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like beating the crap out of drums and oh, like yeah. kids I didn't know was basements and so I was like eight so yeah <laughs> alright so I was less of a punk kid than Robbie damn alright uh, I, was, I was a punk Scott kid um when i was younger and then i got into my dad actually turned me on to like you know neil young especially um the stones the who and um i found all that stuff a little bit what i would consider later in life but like my Mm mid-teens and um just delved into it as as deep as i could and um yeah just I, i i just love the classic rock blues um like the the whole mentality uh so like late 60s 70s rock um it's just it's just totally my thing and john Enwistle, god rest his soul is my yeah. god <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm a big i'm a big who fan and then you you know you realize that all the punk you were listening to when you were a kid was influenced you know if it weren't for the who there would be no punk yeah so um yeah the the i think the who and, and the stones and neil young are probably my biggest By influences okay. yeah he's, I mean, he's awesome. yeah Cool. I well, l- I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a listen to uh, another song? Let everybody mm-hmm. out there hear it. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to hear this time? Uh, this is a song called "Got No Lovin'." Got no lovin'. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, this is "Got No Lovin'" by the Cold Roses. <laughs> Show every one day Saying that you're born 
That was "Got No Loving" by Cold Roses. <laughs> uh, what is the uh, what's the best place for people to keep in touch with you and make sure they they don't miss gigs? Uh, the thing that we update the most is definitely the Facebook. Um, okay. So facebook.com slash cold roses. And we have the, there's a show uh, schedule button on there. So we update that and it'll just bring up everything that we have coming up. And yeah, we have a mailing list uh, if you come out yep. to shows or yeah, if you want to, if you want to mail us uh, on the Facebook. Cold roses. Yeah, the cold roses PA at Gmail. Yeah. You can email, nice. us. So you can email us and we'll add you to the, to the mailing list to keep you updated with everything that we're doing. Great, great. I want to ask you guys about the music scene. Um, if there was one thing you could change about it, what would it be? Good on the line. <laughs> Let me start. Okay. Um, How much time do we I have? I know, right? right. I told him that would be the, the roughest Let's question. Let's keep it under like two, three minutes for each person. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I think one of the things that is changed a little bit is the whole, we were talking about before the whole crowdfunding thing because I think mm-hmm. that's really great because it lets people get out from under labels and things like that because for the most part, labels tend to be just kind of a giant bank account which can hold a lot of people back be like artistically or just like monetary wise. And with the whole crowdfunding thing, Kickstarter, whatever you're using, um, just lets you kind of really do what you want to do. And I think it's better for keeping music going forward instead of like just having a lot of labels try and like control what's coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, right. that sounds good. So yeah. I think I think it's, it's on its way. Hopefully, we'll see. Fingers Who knows? Crossed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No, Rob's gonna talk for about 45 minutes. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of this. I have well. I love that about the music scene. I love the social interaction, what, what social media's done, what YouTube's done. Um, but the, on the ground, the local music scene, is, is, it's tough. It's a mm-hmm. really tough world okay. because more so now than ever before, the, the artists, you know, the, the, the musicians, the guys up on stage, we wear every hat under the, under the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to write the songs. We have to create the songs. We have to get good at our instruments. We have to get tight as a band. We have to get... You know, good as a band, but we also have to be marketers. We also have to be promoters. We also have to do all the things that the labels and the venues used to do. Now, some venues still do it really well, but a lot of others have a hard time bringing people out if it weren't for the band. Yeah. Um, so now it's on us to not only be really good, but also get a hundred people to show up, and that's it's a lot on it's a lot on your shoulders. Um, in, where instead of kind of harnessing the power of the, the venues to kind of create a music scene. Um, it's very disjointed, and then that kind of pits bands against each other in a lot of ways, where it's, it's, yeah. there, there's still a lot of teamwork going on, but there is still a lot of uh, combat. And stuff like exactly. That, yeah. um, so it's tough. It's, it's a really... <clears throat> it's, it's, it's another job. It's a second job. It really is. Um, so it's tough to really get, you know, get the asses in the seats. Yep. Um, and even when you do, you're pulling from... A similar pool every time you play so if you play twice in a month you're only going to get your friends out and then as soon as you're done playing they leave so you're never really it's tough to get in front of new people yeah exactly i can, I, i've seen that mm-hmm. <laughs> no no i mean no it's it's definitely definitely what uh what both these guys have said but i think it's like <clears throat> i think the hardest thing that definitely became uh, evident was when the economy tanked i mean venues yeah. just started shutting down you know, more frequently, there became less places to play, and that's the thing about this area. You have, you're, you know, it's it's accessible to Delaware, it's accessible to Jersey, it's accessible to all these places. So all these people are playing in Philly. It's just like this giant funnel, and it's just like this tiny little thing at the end. There's just so few places to put all these people. Um, <clears throat> but I think like the interaction between the bands and the venues sometimes, you know, can stifle things. I mean, there's some venues out there that are really good to us, you know, and we love them. 
But then there's like other times where it's it's very anonymous, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like your only interaction with the booking person or something is just over email, which is cool. But then, you know, but the it weighs so heavily, you know, the the quality of your band is essentially judged on how many people you can bring out. Yep. And sometimes you have, you know, nights where like I mean, like we don't really play weekday shows anymore cuz it's not even, you know, cuz sometimes right. people, you know, just can't come out to shows and you know, the amounts that they would on a weekend. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, like, and, you know, when we have venues say, like, well, where were the people? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Where were the people? Why are you not promoting your venue? Your job is to get people through the doors, too. My job is to play and keep them here. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, you're right. and, um, and it's, all, you know, tough, too, because, um, you know, when, like, people have, like, I, it, it, you know, I understand where the venues are coming from. You want to put all these people and make everything work for everybody. And, you know, and that's totally cool. And that adds to, like, the really cool diversity in Philly. But you get like 45 minutes a, a set, you know, that kind of thing where like, you know, back in the day it was easier to play like two hours and have yeah. like two or three bands on in a given night. Um, and then like, of course, like the biggest thing was, you know, you just don't get paid like you used to <laughs> with, with, with the original thing, at least. I know, it, it feels like it's like even with lo- the live music scenes come so much of like a commodity for venues. I mean, it always I guess has been because they have to make their money in the end. And a lot that's of how, places are stopping it. Yeah, that's how they, you know, they, they keep afloat. But at the same time, it's like because they're cutting back on it, it it's harder for, for people to really enjoy some of the shows, I feel like, because it's not a spectacle. Sometimes you want to go out and you want to like, you want to really be entertained if you're paying your 10, 15 bucks cover to get into some club. That's the thing too. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing that really sucks is like, I mean, venues, which I'll remain nameless, you know, they'll charge like 10 bucks to come in Mm -hmm. and their bar's expensive. You know, they won't pour you like hefty shots or something like that, you know, and it's just like, and their idea is kind of like, because I've like talked to promoters about it and they're like, well, you know, you're paying this one like door fee and you're getting, you know, you're seeing all these bands. You know, and it's like, okay, like, that's, I, I get where it's coming from, but what most people do is they'll go to see the one band that, you know, they're there to see, and then they leave. Then they because leave. they don't mm-hmm. like the venue you know, or for some reason. Or they don't reason. like the venue, yeah. you know, there, there's yeah, yeah, something there's that might deter them, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, so it's just, and it's just tough, you know, because the venues aren't making money like they used yeah. to. I mean, like, I remember we played one of the last shows at Tritone on South Street before they just shut their doors, now they're like that. You know, faux pas English pas. But um, Lynn and um, you know, but but that you know that happens. I mean, like I think it was probably definitely cause of like when you know the economy went down, and it's hard to run a business in Philly in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys have uh, your gig on Saturday, the Mm -hmm. uh, MMR uh, Artist of the Month Showcase on the 29th of uh, June. So I want you to picture, guys, picture yourselves being a member of the audience, and you've just seen Cold Roses play. What five words would you use to describe what you just saw? Brandon's going first. <laughs> I'm not doing it first again. I can't. <laughs> that's actually, that's Robbie's that's, answer. Brandon's going first. Brandon's going first. No, I, I say this after every show, and I say this to the, whenever we have a really great show, I say this to the guys. I, I lean back, and it's usually to Robbie first, because I'm back with him. I lean over, and I'm just, holy fucking shit. And that's, I just... I just ba- I bask. <laughs> if we kill a night, I just bask in the fact that I feel like we killed. So I want, I want this the audience to feel the same way that I do on stage. I want us to rock so goddamn hard, like we, like I think that we do, and people just holy shit. <laughs> okay, okay. They'd probably say, uh, "Hmm, does anyone have taxi money? Taxi cab money?" <laughs> <laughs> That's five words, isn't it? <laughs> I. I would like to think that there would still some long ones, like, I did not expect that. Because yeah. we open up with, we, we, we tend to open up with one of our songs that opens up with a train beat. Mm-hmm. Like, doing, you know, and 
for some people, that's like a signal, like, this is gonna be a country band. I'm not gonna uh, like this. Yeah. And then we follow it up. <laughs> and then we go yeah. through all these different, you know, songs that pull from all different kinds of genres into one pot of whatever the hell we are. <laughs> um, and then, you know, people tend to walk away like, wow, that was really good. And I feel like they're always like a little surprised, like, you guys started off with that, but you ended with something else, and wow, that was really cool. Yeah. And we're definitely pulling out a lot of surprises at this show, at this so one it's not going to yeah. be like anyone we've played before. Cool, cool. I can't wait for it myself. Yeah. Um, all right. So after the 29th, everything you guys have been through, um, what's next for Colt Roses? Um, well, I personally have to get a surgery done, which will just knock me out for a little bit. So our July is uh, we're, we're going to be up in New York um, on the 19th. Mm-hmm. And we're playing up there with uh, Stolen Roads, which should be cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to that one. <clears throat> um, so, but we're really, I think, at that time, gonna we have a lot of new material that that we that we've been working on. So, we're gonna really get that in full swing. Uh, really get these new songs down, and uh, you know, figure out, talk a little bit more about uh, about the recording. You know, recording the next album, we might uh, record one song in the meantime, one of the new ones. Just get it out there. Um, mm-hmm. But August is going to be pretty crazy. Um, okay. On the we we got a gig opening up for the Nick Clemens band and the Slim Kings. It's uh, Liberty DeVito's nice. drummers and our Liberty Billy Joel's drummer. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty DeVito. Yeah. Liberty, Liberty DeVito. DeVito. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is there. Um, and then uh, we're playing uh, the Holly Stock. Then we have we're up in Doylestown. We're playing in Puck, and then we have uh, Liberty Music Fest. Cool. So it's gonna be a busy month. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Well, guys, I want to thank you for taking time to uh, sit down to this interview. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, looking forward once again to seeing you guys play. Um, so yeah. hey, until next time, everybody. This has been Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and our guests have been Cold Roses. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclean bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.